Welcome to Rejuvenated Women, Impeccable Health for High-Performing Women. Each week, we feature interviews, information, and inspiration that will motivate you to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. My name is Dr. Alex Ridley, selfless syndrome expert, women's health coach, and alternative medicine practitioner. I specialize in health for busy and driven women. Listen weekly as I share the tools, perspective, and knowledge you need to lose weight, boost your energy, and fall in love with yourself so that you can serve the world with an even bigger impact. Hello, and welcome back to Rejuvenated Women, Impeccable Health for High-Performing Women. I'm your host, Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley, and I'm really excited to be joined today by Dr. Denise Moore-Ravel. She is a CEO, founder, and award-winning best-selling author, speaker, and personal development coach. For over 25 years, she has literally helped people find their voices as a speech-language pathologist or therapist, and her job has been helping her clients discover their voice. She founded the Own Your Amazing movement and has an extension of the message of finding your own voice and living your worth out loud. So Dr. Denise, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) I'm really excited for our conversation (laughs) because I love this whole idea of finding your voice, owning your amazing, living out loud. And I'd love to, you know, just to start off, maybe have you share a little bit about how you created this, like where did the Own Your Amazing movement really come from for you? Absolutely. Um, it came from my own um, journey of self-discovery, <laughs> you know, and my yeah. own journey of finding my own voice. Um, so for many years, I was on this path of like trying to figure out why I wasn't happy, you know, why I wasn't feeling fulfilled. Uh, and so I read books, I attended seminars, but one particular um, seminar I attended in Dallas, Texas, and uh, it was a weekend retreat for women who were trying to find their life, right? So I met a young lady the night before the actual retreat got started. And we went out to dinner, we were talking, getting to know one another. So the next day was the time we all got together with the facilitator. And I remember that each person in the group had an opportunity to come to the front of the room and share their story and get coaching, all that kind of stuff, right? So a lot of the people were like crying and like, you know, really emotional and I'm sitting in the audience thinking like, when is my turn? That is, I am not going to cry, not me. I don't know why they're so emotional, right? This is what I was thinking. Yeah. So that was my turn <laughs> to be um, poured into and coach. As soon as I sat down, I started crying. <laughs> and so the facilitator was like, what's going on? What's going on? What's, I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just. I just need to get my life. I'm not happy. I don't know what's going on with me. And so the young lady who I had gone out to dinner with the night before, she raised her hand and said, I know what's wrong with you. And I'm thinking like, you don't really know me that well. We just met, you know, like, how do you know what's going on with me? I didn't say any of that. I was just thinking that, right? Mm -hmm. And so I looked at her, I said, so what's going on with me? What's wrong with me? And she said, you're smart, you're brilliant. You're talented. You're all these wonderful things. She said, but you don't own it. She said, you need to own your amazing and stop playing small. I was like, oh my God, that's it. (laughs) You're so right. Oh my God. At that moment, she really helped me to language what I had been feeling. I knew there was so much more for me to do, to be, um, but I was playing small. I was 
not fully living up to my potential. I was not living my worth out loud. And so she really helped me to language what I had been feeling. And so that's really how the Own Your Amazing movement really got started um, by uh, someone saying that to me. And so my message and my mission has been to other women to truly own who you are and to really live your worth out loud. Yeah, so powerful. I love that. And, you know, I think there's so much when we first met, you know, we were just talking a little bit about like, what would, what would we talk about on the show? And there's yeah. like so many of the women I meet, and I know you do too, we're bottling down and we're not really sharing authentically who we are. And like in my work, it leads to health problems, like with your thyroid and with, you know, just not being able to communicate that. And so that's so powerful. And I'd love to just kind of talk about like, how do you start, <laughs> you know, for people who are listening to this and are like, that's, that's me. I'm not like authentically being myself. Like I'm not, you know, either we're stuck in a job we hate or, you know, we feel trapped by our family life or like my kids home from school today and driving me crazy. Like, <laughs> you know, there's all these things <laughs> that can like, cause us to stuff that a lot of it's societally driven too. So, you know, how do we start transforming this conversation so we can just step into like, I'm, I'm thinking of that song from the greatest showman, like this is me. Right. Yes. Yeah. I love that. And I love that. I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I get, I get asked that question. I was like, how do you get started? And yeah. it's very simple, but uh, it does take some real introspection. It's really stopping to ask yourself, well, who am I? And who am I for me? And really getting clear about that. And it really takes slowing down, stopping. You know, we all live these busy, busy lives and really saying, you know, like, let me get off this hamster wheel for a second and just really get quiet and really say, well, who am I? What do I really want? You know, a lot of times, like you said, society tells us what we should have, what we should want, how we should be. And I always ask clients who work, I work with, it's like, well, what do you want? What, what do you truly want? not what you think you should want, but is that really what you want? And so when you really stop and people start peeling back the layers, uh, some, a lot of my clients, they're like, I'm in a job that I hate. I'm like, it's like, why are you still in it then? You know, yeah. why are you still there? You know? Uh, and so, but it's all these um, external expectations that we take on, but you have to get to the point of your life. Like I did, it's like enough is enough. You know, I had the trappings of success. I had the degrees. I had all, I had a great job. But at the end of the day, I was still like, this is not it for me. I don't, this, I, I don't want this. <laughs> and so we have to have the courage. And I said, it takes courage. You have to be courageous to say, I'm going to live my life out loud. I'm going to live authentically. I'm going to be who I believe in God, the creator created me to be. And I'm on a mission to discover like, who am I really for me? I love that. The whole idea of who am I for me? Because um, I shared with you, you know, a big, big thing I talk about is what I call selfless syndrome. So we're constantly living for everybody else and putting them first. And to like, take that pause and be like, no, who am I for me? Like, if you're listening to this, there is so much power and, and freedom and just being able to do that. And it might be so hard because I've had, you know, women I've worked with that are like, well, I have no idea like what my hobbies are or what I like to do mm-hmm. or what. And because we've just lost it and, you know, to get it back, like you might have to explore that stuff again. And that's absolutely, that's great. 
but you got to do it. <laughs> you got to do it. I remember my first, my kind of my first lesson of really trying to stand for myself was when it was time for me to go to college, decide what undergrad college I wanted to attend. And so I tell the story in my book about how there was a certain school that everyone assumed I was going to attend. Great school, but I knew deep down inside, I didn't want to go. But I was too afraid to tell people I didn't want to go there. I wanted to go somewhere else, right? Yeah. So yeah. I came home to apply for the schools and I applied to different colleges and then months go by and acceptance letters are coming in, right? So my dad asked me one day, ah, oh, have you gotten your acceptance letter from this particular school? I was like, no, haven't. <laughs> Couple more weeks go by, I'm like, have you got an acceptance letter for that school? No, I haven't. You know? <laughs> and so by the third time, he was like, Well, I've heard other your other classmates have gotten, you know, their letter from this school. You haven't gotten your letter? And I was like, No. Let me go look in the mailbox. <laughs> so finally, I was like, I have got to tell my dad the truth. And so I told dad, I said, dad, we need to have a, we need to have a, a, a conversation. We need to have a talk. And he said, okay. I said, well, the reason why I haven't gotten a letter from that particular school is because I never applied. Oh. Yeah. I said, so no, a letter is never coming because I didn't apply. I said, because I don't want to go. And to say that he was a little upset with me. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he was a little upset, but I was like, I don't want to go because I don't think that's a good fit for me. I know some family members are going there. I know it's a great school, but it's not a good fit for me. I don't think that's where I need to go. And I don't, and I'm not going to go because that's what everyone expects me to go and what you want, where you want me to go. That's not where I want to go. And after some talking, he finally said, okay, where do you want to go? And so that's when I realized, like, I really have to stand up for my own life. I get to make choices. Now to say I went on and made great choices by my life, no. <laughs> there were still times that I did, I succumbed and listened to other people and didn't make the great choice for me. But now I'm more um, aware and I'm more, you know, um, just focused on making sure I'm making great decisions for me and not what other people want for me. I love that. And I can hear like there's so much power and freedom and just being able to say, you know, this is what I need to do for me. Yeah. 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 And did you ever come up against like self-resistance or feeling like you were somehow selfish or, cause I know these are a lot of like the underlying conversations that we have as women, like, but I can't do that. Cause that would be selfish. And that would, you know, nah. absolutely. <laughs> I just saw the eye roll. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. You know, uh, I just had a conversation with a friend just the other day about that, about some choices that uh, we both want to make in our lives. And like, we was like, oh, but the guilt thing came up. Like, oh, should I really do that? You know, or yeah. what are other people going to think? And so I said, but we, we have to do it. We have to, again, it takes courage. It takes courage and bravery to stand up and say, no, no, this is what I'm going to do for me. And um, this is what's going to make me happy. And um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move forward with it. But yeah, it comes up from time to time. Not as much as it used to. I used to be a big people pleaser, you know? And I was like, uh, no more of that. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody's going to be happy is going to be me. You know, and I hope other people are happy. But for so long, it was like, I didn't, I didn't, you know, other people's happiness was more important to me than my own. 
and that's not the case anymore. And so I tell people, you know, self-care, putting yourself first, it's not selfish. We've been taught, taught that it is, but yeah, it's really yeah. selfless. It's really an act of service when we take care of ourselves so that we can take care of other people. And so I know I'm, I have a giving heart. I know a lot of people have a giving heart and generous heart and want to serve and help other people. But we do that when we're at our best, not when we're depleted and we're empty and we're bitter and we're tired. And so that used to be my story. It's like, I, I'm not really serving people like I really want to if my cup is empty. And so it's, it's my responsibility. It's up to me to go back and say, let me do some self-care. Let me get some get quiet. Just a minute ago, we were talking before we came on about children. It was like, I work with children all day. And even if I need to be quiet, <laughs> that's my way of taking care of myself so that yeah. I can go back out and serve other families and other kids. But uh, for so long, I would just go, 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 give, 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 and give. And I was tired and I became bitter and, and just, you know, cantankerous, you know, not, not pleasant to be around, but it was because I wasn't giving myself the care I needed first so mm -hmm. that I could go out and serve other people. Yeah, it's so key. And it's such an oxymoron, I think, for so many of us, because we, you know, I, I talk to so many, both in my chiropractic practice, where I, I work with a lot of like babies and their moms. And then in, in my coaching business, I, I do more with, you know, coaching, which is what, what we're talking about here. But yeah. It's like, you know, we feel like we're being selfish essentially by, by taking care of ourselves. And the reality is like, we will be so much better for them if we take care of ourselves. Like part of my just real time conversation, my son pitched a massive fit about going to school today. He's having big emotions, is feeling yeah. you know, sad about our, our old dog who adopted our neighbors like a year and a half ago. He's still processing these emotions around this and just like, lost it off the handle. And I, you know, have been wavering between like, I knew I needed like quiet time today because he was around all weekend. And so I'm like getting mad at him. And all, and so I just had to step back and be like, who do I want to be his mom right now? And what do I need to do to like show up and be what he needs? Because obviously Absolutely. he's having issues. And it, it's so hard to do in the moment, right? But we, we have to, you know, make that choice. And so for me, it was like, take myself upstairs. I'm going to go mm -hmm. take a shower. I'm just going to yep. take my time, let him just be whatever he's going to be right now. And, you know, stop trying to fight that. And sometimes we just have to have to do that. Um, I know. Um, I did a workshop uh, probably about two years ago. And um, part of the workshop is I talk about self-care. Mm -hmm. And so uh, one of my friends came to the workshop. She, she, she and I are really good friends with college friends or what have you. And so um, she was just saying how tired she was, you know, she's a wife, a mom, two kids, you know, working and just doing so much. And so she was tired. I said, so I said, what is it that you need? What would you just love in terms of self-care? She said, I would love to just check into a hotel by myself, mm -hmm. order room service, have a nice bath and just re re rest and relax, right? And I was like, do it, yeah. book, it. book it, do it, right? And so um, I was, and everybody was like, yeah, do it, do it. You know, I'm like, do it, do it, do it, right? And so... And she said, okay, she said, um, I said, so I'm giving you a couple of days to report back to me that you've made your reservation. You know, she, we talked about which hotel do you want? You know, all that. So I said, I'm gonna give you a couple of days. I'm gonna check on you to make sure you did it, right? So finished the workshop. Um, later on that evening, her husband called me, right? Because we, we're good friends. Her husband called, he was like, did you tell my wife 
to go and get her a hotel room. Da, da, da. I was like, yeah. He said, thank you. Mm-hmm. He said, thank you. I have been telling her to take some time for herself. Thank you. And he said, I watched her book it because um, I wanted to make sure she did this for herself. I was like, thank you. He said, now I have someone on my side that can help her to, to take care of her. He said, because we need her. Me and the kids need her, but we need her at her best. I was like, yes. <laughs> so our families want us to take care of ourselves. They really mm-hmm. want us at our best. And so she did it, you know? And, and so she was saying, she's going to do it like quarterly. And so for about a year, every couple of months, she would go book herself in a hotel room and just spend the night there. Her husband would drop her off and say, have a good time. I won't call you unless it's an emergency, <laughs> you know, but yeah. And so then she was telling us about it. So another friend did it. So it's like, it's okay to give ourselves permission to take care of ourselves. Came back, they were better wives, better mom, better employees or what have you. So we really do have to take care of ourselves. Yeah. We absolutely do. Uh, that story, like, actually, <laughs> like that's just so. But it's so true, and you know. And the other piece of that is the people in our lives. Like that, that's a really good point. You know, I think we kind of get short sighted, and like we have to do all these things for them and be all these things for them, and they want us to be our best selves and to take care of us too. Like they, they recognize and know that we need that, and so yeah. just, sometimes that's what we need to hear in the moment. Is, yeah it's exactly that because we want them to take care of themselves too but uh so the conversation i've been ha- having lately with women is like we have to be the example we have to be the demonstration of what mm-hmm. it looks like to be well you know and different you know all aspects of our lives but like how are we demonstrating that you know i have friends who have daughters i'm like how are you showing them what is what how a woman should take care of herself you know a mom and so I mentioned that to someone who attended a workshop I did a couple of weeks ago. When I said that, I said, you have a daughter and she's watching you. And I said, just ask yourself, are the things that you are demonstrating to be an example, is that, is that what you want her to carry forth? Is that how you want her to be when she has a family one day? Not making herself a priority, you know, not taking care of her. And she just really tears. She said, okay, you got me on that. <laughs> I said, I'm just saying, she's watching. She's you know, and a lot of us learn from our own moms. My mother worked a lot. It was five of us. You know, she worked and worked and worked in business and was sick a lot too because she didn't take time to really take care of herself. And so it's like, okay, are we going to do it differently or are we going to continue um, to be the demonstration of what it does, what it looks like not to take care of ourselves? So it's a choice we all have to make. And so, but yeah, my friend, well, oh, you got me with that when we say my daughter is watching. I'm like, well, she is. <laughs> she's watching you she's watching she's gonna be like she wants to be like mommy so she was like yeah it's some things I need to do differently. And I said okay I mean just reflect on it and see what you need to come to for yourself yeah so powerful and so true I've, I've actually spent the weekend I'm in like a bunch of mindset rewiring and you know doing like hypnotic therapy and stuff through a a course that I'm on and you know Uh it's undoing years of not that my parents were terrible people or did anything wrong but it's like years of that and you know so I'm in that place of looking at like okay what am I doing to my own child today was a great example of like obviously Uh yelling at him when he's upset is not helping and like how do we 
how do we transform that piece? And so, so, so much in there and so powerful. And yeah, I just appreciate you sharing that. So, yes, <laughs> I think we spent the, the first of the second half of our lives just trying to undo what was done the first half of our lives. <laughs> Like you said, the rewire, I've been doing this. It's funny you say that because I definitely was doing some of that on myself this weekend. I'm planning to do some more of that this evening um, just because some things have come up where I like, I really need to reevaluate that and see yeah. if that's how I want to continue to be. Uh, and right, our parents weren't horrible. They did the best they could. But with some of the things they did, you know, we have to ask ourselves, is that really what I want to continue to do? And that's a fair question that we should ask ourselves, you know? So many stories, people say, well, why, why are you doing this? Oh, because my mother did this. Well, why did she, because her mother did this. Like, well, why did she, you know, you keep going like, well, why, why we continue to do this and it's not necessarily serving us or it may not serve me um, and how I want to live my life now. And so, again, I said again, it takes courage. <laughs> yes. yeah, it takes courage. Because you may be the only one, you may be standing alone. You may be the only one who uh, wants to change. And you may, you know, not only your own personal resistance, but you may get resistance from family members too. As to why are you doing that? Or why are you different? Or, and you have to be sure that, again, this is what I want. And this is how I want to live my life. So, yeah. And that, that can come through on so many different levels. I think it's, you know, a lot of what we're, talking about now is, is kind of getting into this concept of, and I don't know how much thought you have on this, but, you know, being a female leader, because no matter what your role, whether you have a job and you're, you know, we're, we're both doctors, like whatever, wherever you fit on your stay at home mom, like you were in some type of leadership role with your, your kids, with your community. Mm-hmm. And so what advice do you have there? And just like really powerfully stepping into that because, I think a lot of us don't like we, we struggle with like, well, I'm just going to do it this way. Cause it's easy or comfortable or whatever it is, but it doesn't actually work for us. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a good question. And it's, it's tough too, again, because like you said, whether or not, whether we want to admit it or not, we are leaders and people are watching. Mm-hmm. And so again, it comes down to, well, what kind of demonstration do I want to be? You know, what example do I really want to be? Again, it takes some time to sit back and be like, you know, uh, yeah. that, t- that self-reflection is something, you know, it's, it's really, really something, but uh, we have to do it. We have to make the time to do it. And so many things I've done in my life was like, oh, let me just keep doing it. That's what I've been doing. And then you might get stopping it. I've gotten stopped in my tracks where other people are like, oh, you know, questioning it or like, um, I know for me, I have nieces and nephews and <laughs> It's kind of unsettling sometimes. It had been unsettling at times when I've heard them say stuff I said. And I'm like, oh, and I know where they got it from. <laughs> it's like, oh, they are listening. They are watching, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, in my speech practice, I work primarily with little kids too. A few times they've said things I said, I was like, oh. Or I'll tell, I tell people, I tell parents all the time, I don't have to ask parents what's going on in the house. The children would tell me. Not necessarily directly, but indirectly too. I can always know what's going on at home. Mm-hmm. Just how, from, from children. They, they're sponges. They, 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 take the, they absorb everything in their environment. And then it's like, oh, okay. Hmm. 
And so I've, I've had to say to some of my parents at times, like, just be mindful what you're saying in front of your little one. Because when they're playing, you know, pretend play, some of that stuff comes out. And they were like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, be careful that some of the music you may be listening to, you know, while you're in the car, it may be appropriate for you, but maybe not for when your little one is in the car because they're singing the words. They don't necessarily know what they're saying, but they're saying some inappropriate words. And they're like, and one, one mom was like, I told my husband, I told him about that. I was, I'm just saying, it comes out. And so, so your question again is about leadership and we are all leaders, we're leading someone, you know, we may not fully be aware of it or want to acknowledge it, but it's happening. And again, it's like, ask yourself, you know, what kind of example, what kind of demonstration do I want? Do I want to be a demonstration of love or peace of, of compassion, of living authentically, you know, all of those kind of things we have to ask ourselves. And then, you know, are we willing to have the courage to do it and stand up for it? I don't know if that answered the question or not, but that leadership part, it's tough. It's tough. It's yeah. Tough. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Well, and actually I was, I was looking through some of the stuff we talked about before, you know, it, it gets into that idea of like self-confidence and how we really cultivate that. And so I think like on some level you answered it because it's, it's a lead. You have to be like authentically yourself and step into that. And I know I really struggled. Like when I first launched my business, I was 28 and, you know, new mom and new doctor and all these things. And there was a element of like faking it till you make it. But also I had to like go through so much growth and learning to get to the level where I was running a huge practice and had 12 staff members. And then that didn't serve my health. So, you know, I, I transformed that, which took courage and, and yeah, in our conversation, I'm like, oh, there's still some things I'm hanging on to from that that I need to yeah. like actually process and like off. But you know, for those listening, it's like you may be in any any part of, of that, but you are leading somebody. And so you get to really create what you want that to look like, which is cool. Yes, absolutely. I was just having a conversation with my one of my sisters. I have three sisters and one brother. And uh, my sister is a professor, and so she was um talking about you know becoming the chairperson of the department and so she was like but I don't know and I'm like what do you mean you don't know again leadership mm-hmm. yeah you know and the thing is they, they the her the people around her you know she's meeting with the provost today they want her to take this position because they see she has the ability to lead you know what I mean and she's and she's right. being doing that but her own self is kind of like I don't know I don't know and I was like you got to at least try or you know talk to them about it um but she was just kind of she was like because I said to her I said you are a leader and I said you need to again be the demonstration for so many other women especially women of color to be in those kind of positions and so when I said the word, she said, I never thought of it as leadership. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I knew. And then she was like, yeah, being the chairperson of the department, that's the leadership role. That's the leadership thing. And so, um, but she said, oh, I think the word leadership kind of scared me a little bit. I said, yeah. I said, but again, if you, you language it and saying, well, this is just your opportunity to come in and make some of the changes to share some of the ideas that you've been talking about for years that you know will make a difference in other people's lives, in the lives of the students. You know, she's very, you know, 
missing driven in terms of helping the students and all those kind of, I said, the things you talk about, if you're the leader, you can implement those things. You can bring on the changes that you want to see because you'll be in that position to do it. She was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and so she's taking a meeting with the provost today to discuss her taking this leadership position. And it's like, it's time, you have the skills, you can do it. But, um, you know, she was feeling not as, as confident as I think she wanted to be the field. But when I was like, you have it, you, you've been doing it, you've been leading, you know? It's just in a different arena. And I said, but understand the impact you can, you can make by bringing in the changes, the policies and the different perspectives that you can bring to this whole department, so, yeah. Yeah, and sometimes I think Oh, we got. Um, you bring up an interesting point, which is just sometimes we have to look outside of ourselves, you know, and have be willing to acknowledge how other people see us. Because I was, as you were sharing that story, I was thinking of when I graduated from chiropractic school, um, and I actually, I think you're in Georgia, right? Or no, you're um, in Maryland. Maryland. Oh, never mind, East Coast somewhere. Yeah. But I, I was in Georgia, um, yeah. so on the East Coast, but I my class voted and gave me the leadership and entrepreneurship award. Wow. And I was like floored by that. Cause I didn't relate to myself as either one of those things. We had eight core principles at our school. And so I, I thought they were going to give me the integrity award because I was constantly talking about in- integrity, like my whole four years there, but wow. they actually gave me the leadership and entrepreneurship award. And it took like five years of me being in practice and having my own business and, you know, building this team to finally acknowledge myself the way they must've seen me back then. And, you know, to acknowledge that just part of who I am is a leader and an entrepreneur. And, you know, it goes beyond my, my training and, and what I do. And, yeah. you know, so it's really, I think it can be a really powerful and interesting exercise for those listening to, you know, ask people who are, who you value their opinion and, and relationship with you, like ask them how they really see you, you know, what, what do they see in you? And often it will honestly floor you or give you new perspective or finally give you that courage to make a change because you have the confidence from that so oh that's so good that's so good and I think we a minute ago we were talking about the whole confident confidence piece and really how do we foster that and how do we really help that to grow I know for me again just really owning my amazing understanding uh who I am has helped me with my confidence um Oftentimes, I think we compare ourselves to other people, or we might say that, you know, we have to do it a certain way. But when we understand, like, truly who we are, and that we are unique, that we are special, there's no one like you, there's no one like me, that we should celebrate that. That should make us feel excited about who we are and what we bring to the table. And to me, I think that can help build your confidence to say, there's no one like me. Nobody can do it exactly like me. And so I'm going to be me and I'm going to show up as me, as powerfully me. And, um, and that's what I've been doing and, and helping to encourage other women to do. Just show up as who you are. Who you are is enough. You don't have to compare yourself to other people because there's no need to do that because you're not like anybody else. Why would you even do that? You know? And so if we can really embrace who we are is enough, we're special and we are, we are unique and amazing. I think that is such a big confidence booster. Absolutely. And it's, it's all true. We are unique, exceptional and amazing. Each and we every are. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody on this planet. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but when you think about it that way, like there's so much that we could probably, so much more we could accomplish than what we already have. Just if we all embrace that. Especially. Yeah. And I, I like to use the example of um, restaurants, you know, pick your favorite burger joint, you know, McDonald's, Burger King, you know, Wendy's. We have, we have five guys here in Maryland that have great burgers. Mm-hmm. But what if they said, I'm not going to do a burger because this other person's doing the burger. Well, what if I'm not going to do it because, but that was like, no, I'm going to do my burger the way I want to do my burger. And it's enough. And somebody will like it. And somebody will want it. I don't have to be like McDonald's. You know, I don't have to be like Burger King. I can be like who I am and make mine. And it's enough, you know? And so that's the same way we are, same way we are as human beings. We are, I'm, I'm telling you, someone was say, it's, it's just a, it's a simple but profound concept to really own who you are. If you really embrace that, your whole world will change. I, I promise you it will. You will stop comparing yourself. You will stop feeling like you're inadequate. You're not competent. You'd be like, oh no, I'm, I'm, I'm not perfect, but I'm, I'm good though. I'm amazing though. And, 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 that's, and that makes you feel good about who you are. And that gives you the, the energy, the fuel, confidence to go out and do whatever it is that you are supposed to bring to the world, period. I love it. Me too. Awesome. <laughs> I don't know where to go from there. So. <laughs> On that very powerful note, um, where can people go to to find your book and to connect with you? Because I know you have a book where you probably drop way more of these tooth bombs on us. And I can't yes. read it. <laughs> so I tell people to start with my website and it's um, ownyouramazingnow.com. And there you can get an excerpt from the book. Um, and also there'll be, there's a link where you can purchase it from Amazon or you can purchase, purchase it directly from me. And if you purchase it from me, I'll write a special note in the book. I like to autograph it and send a special note to the person who buys it from me. When you get it from Amazon, Amazon's going to send it. But if you get it from me, I'll, I'll, I'll get quiet, say a little prayer. And then I'll write a note to the person from my heart. And, um, and I love doing that. So again, the best place to start is the website. Again, ownyouramazingnow.com. Okay. And I will put that in the in the show notes. Well, Dr. Denise, it's been an absolute pleasure. I've loved having you on the show. Thank so. you so much. <laughs> for being here. And I hope this is as impactful for everyone listening as it's been for me just in, you know, having this conversation. So thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> thank you for tuning in to rejuvenated women impeccable health for high performing women where we provide you with the tools information and inspiration you need to transform from overwhelmed overworked and overweight to vibrant energetic and on fire if you enjoyed the show please head over to itunes to subscribe and leave us a review each month i'll select one lucky reviewer to receive a special impeccable health sample kit from me Also, I don't want to be working with you on your health only once or twice a week. I want to be in this conversation and in the trenches with you every single day. I invite you to join me in my private Facebook group for high-performing women who are ready to transform their health and lives called the Tribe of Rejuvenated Women. There you'll have access to free trainings, a community of like-minded women from around the world, and even more information, inspiration, and motivation to transform your health and become vibrant, energetic, and on fire. Until next time, remember to keep putting yourself first so that you can better serve the ones you love and the things you are passionate about.